Welcome to Biblical Christian Worldview's Selective Article Podcast. So let's get started. Today's podcast is entitled, Why Do Evangelicals Hate Unbelievers? Christians are called to love thy neighbor. Often that's interpreted both inside and outside the church as, quote, let's all get along and accept each other just as we are, unquote. The Bible says that we are called to live at peace with everyone, Romans 12, 18, and to honor and follow our elected officials, Romans 13, 1. Unbelievers wonder, why can't evangelicals do that? Those that don't understand Christianity or don't accept it think that evangelicals who openly profess their faith hate unbelievers, and that could not and should not be farther from the truth. These verses uh, below that I'm going to give you are used to defend the concept of love thy neighbor and happen to be called out by God as part of the single greatest commandment ever written by the creator of the universe. Among other places, this same command by God is found in all three Gospels, all three books of the New Testament. Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven and following, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. Mark twelve thirty and following, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And the second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And finally, Luke ten twenty seven, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. So why do evangelicals or biblical Christians such as myself challenge behaviors like abortion? If we're supposed to love everyone, why can't women preach on Sunday uh, to the congrega- their congregations? What harm does it do? Why do Christians attack unbelievers and try to change them to conform to their narrow-minded, bigoted view of religion? And of course, what about all the controversy associated with gender issues? If the greatest commandment their God ever made was to love their neighbor and the rest of their Bible is fundamental to that view, then why do they act like hypocrites? So an unacceptable answer. Note in the verses above, God calls biblical Christians and evangelicals to do two things, not just one. First, he commands us to love him and then love our neighbor. Those who don't accept the Bible as God's word understandably find this command arrogant and prideful. How self-righteous must God be to demand that mankind love him given all the bad things he did in the Old Testament and all the pain and suffering he has allowed down through history? Regardless of these barriers, Christians are called to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. 1 John 4, 7 and the rest of the chapter almost. As sinners, we all we will always fall short of this goal on earth, but have been assured that this will not be the case in heaven. Revelation 21 and following. As hard as it may be for unbelievers to understand, true Christians trust that we will see the logic in why God has allowed horrific things like pain, death, suffering, and sin in general to be present in this world. Perhaps even harder to accept, we will eventually understand why an eternal hell 
exists for those who do not acknowledge these beliefs. The acceptance of all this along with a belief that God actually loves us because he has provided a way out of sin through a belief in Christ, Romans 5.8, can be summed up in one word, faith. Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Of course, all this is totally unacceptable to those who don't believe God exists and or don't believe the Bible represents his inerrant truth. The first group simply rejects the supernatural entity, preferring to rely on what can be proven in the physical realm. The second group removes or reinterprets those part of scripture that don't suit their personal morality. For biblical Christians who do accept God as presented in the Bible on faith, let's return to the greatest commandment and reconcile it with the title of this article, Why Do Evangelicals Hate Unbelievers? First of all, biblical Christians are commanded not to hate anyone, regardless of who they are or what they do. 1 Corinthians 13 is a whole chapter on what our love should look like toward others. When we don't show that love, we are sinning and out of fellowship with God. Paul talks about the continuing sin of believers in Romans seven fifteen and following when he says that his body continues to do wrong even as his mind tells him to stop. Bottom line, Christians should show love to everyone unconditionally, but we sin, and so we constantly fall short of that ideal. Second, and this is what so many unbelievers miss, is that there's an order to the greatest commandment. Note that in the verses at the top of this podcast, we are called to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then love your neighbor as yourself. We are called to love God first and then mankind. The simple truth is that to love God is to follow his word. And sometimes those precepts fly in the face of accepting behaviors that are not promoted in the Bible. Those are the places like abortion where Christian beliefs run counter to our present societal norms. Further, biblical Christians believe that the greatest expression of love one can offer to an unbeliever is to share the eternal truth of salvation through Jesus Christ, Romans 10.9. Those who don't have a personal relationship with Christ call this proselytizing. It's not the intent of, of this podcast to provide scriptural proof on the subjects of abortion, roles of women in ministry, gender, controversy, salvation, etc. It's the intent to explain why Christians try to impose these views on others. It's because God calls us through his word, and since we love him and trust him, we are compelled to offer these truths to all who are willing to listen. 1 Peter 3.15, but in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord is holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that you have, yet do it with gentleness and respect. In offering our Christian views, note the words to anyone who asks. We are not to beat people over the heads with the Bible. We are called to love people and to share God's truth with them in a non-threatening, non-confrontational way. If one accepts for the moment that God is real and the Bible is his offering to mankind as a textbook for life, then how should the biblical Christian navigate between the two components 
of the most important verse in Scripture, the greatest commandment. How does one love God by following his commands while at the same time loving our neighbors who reject many of those views? That is the conundrum for true believers, further compounded by the by and clouded by our own sin nature. As God gives us divine appointments to share his truth with a lost and dying world, we need to be confident in offering an answer to the hope we have in Christ, yet in a way that reflects God's love, his grace, and his mercy. God bless you as you serve him today. Today's podcast article was brought to you by bcworldview.org, providing honest reporting and analysis on the intersection of contemporary issues and theology based on a biblical Christian worldview. May God bless you as you continue to walk through this life with our Savior and Lord.